And this is Mike Seminary. I'm filling in for Tyler Axness. Afternoons with Tyler. Uh, he is on a well-deserved break vacation. I sure hope so. And uh, it's a pleasure to be here. My, my next guest is really a special person that's doing really important work in our community. This is a, a, a story about people that deserve a second chance, some redemption. We all make mistakes, and sometimes uh, desperate people become desperate. They do something that they regret, and they deserve a second chance. Mike Little is the executive director of Jail Chaplains in uh, Fargo and Cache County. And, Mike, thank you for being here. Thanks for what you're doing. You have a big job. <laughs> thank you for having me, Mike. It's great to be on here today. Uh, I tell you what, um, the the job is big, and there's plenty of work in the field to be done, um, but we can do it uh, with with the power of the Holy Spirit. We're, everything we're doing is uh, pointing people to Jesus. It's setting people free. It's realizing that uh, people, everyone actually struggles. You know, when we think about problems, uh, specifically just Cass County. So in the last five years, over 37,000 people have been incarcerated just at the Cass County Jail. Last five, 37,000 37, in the last five years. And predominantly when you look at those people that are going in, it's almost all drugs, uh, violence-related theft. It's theft-related to drugs. And when you look into those things, you realize, like, actually— when you look at the root, you look at like what's actually the root cause of those things of why people are going in. Um, it's that's kind of what where we come in. We we really look at what's behind all of this because a lot of you know essentially it's a lot of people that uh, um, have had trauma in their childhood. They've had broken families. They've just had a lot of brokenness themselves. And uh, so when we dig into that and we dig at, at the core of this, it's. Uh, we believe firmly at jail chaplains that it's it's pointing the the solution here and the long term transformative solution is really not just changing behavior but permanently transforming a heart mm-hmm. and we believe that's done through the power of Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit so that that's kind of where we come in yeah and, and here's one of the reasons I love that you know for, so everybody knows I'm a person of great faith. And I know that's not for everyone. I get it. Mm-hmm. But here's one thing I know about the work that you do. Recidivism is incredibly high. It's off the charts, especially if when you come out, you go back to the same environment, the same group of people, yep. and nothing really has changed in you. Nothing has really changed in your heart. Right. And this is this is, this is is the way it happens, right? This is how they get changed. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, when you, um, you know, there's a great book. This is a... Uh, uh, not a religious book, but Atomic Habits by James Clear. James Clear is one of my favorite authors, and he talks a lot about the habit cycle. And when you think about that habit cycle, or what what is uh, you know what when people are triggered to maybe abuse a drug or abuse a substance or get, go into an old pattern, an old behavior, um, you have to you have to interrupt that loop. You have to interrupt that system. And so where we come in, you know, there's there's three primary tactics that we believe. Uh, you know, the, the, the enemy uses. It's de, um, delusion, isolation, and secrecy. And so what we do is we just combat each one of those things. We do it through God's Word, through the power of the Holy Spirit, and through 
fellowship. And we believe that that community, that fellowship is part of that um, injection within that loop that can interrupt that cycle and really start people on an entirely new trajectory um, to find true lasting freedom that gets them free from whatever is causing them to abuse drugs in the first place. And, and, and a lot of this is tied to forgiveness, but frankly, most of this is relationship based. You know, I've actually heard it quoted that the opposite of, um, uh, you know, when people are, are in recovery or when they're trying to get free from uh, drugs or alcohol, the opposite of addiction isn't necessarily sobriety, it's uh, relationship, it's fellowship. And so when we surround someone, it's sort of like Mayo Clinic, right? The Mayo Clinic model, I just know somebody who took their father-in-law back from Mayo just this week, and what's, what they do that's unique is they surround an individual. So they surround that person with the resources and the relationships that they need in that moment, and it's an intervention. And so that's kind of what we're doing. We're going into the Cass County Jail. We're surrounding people with um, that are in there with people who truly love them, that, that see them as a person. You know, the system as a whole can be incredibly dehumanizing just by its design. And that's not against the, I, the the Cass County Jail. Their staff do an amazing job. The sheriff's Cass County Sheriff's Office does an incredible job. And they're people who care. They're people who love and care for the people that are in there. And we've just seen there's been an incredible rise of mental health issues. And we've just seen them really love on people in such a real way. They they are incredibly gentle. They're very kind. And and yet in in the the system as a whole, it's 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 harder to have that one on one longer term interaction, especially if somebody's in jail for you know several months. And so that's something where we can bring in volunteers. We have over eighty five volunteers who come in and actually help um, interact with people and really just um, show them you know, love. They, they just spend time with them. They listen, they lead with listening. And so it comes in, you know, that's very humanizing. And then to experience that, we also walk with people when they come out. So not only are we starting relationships, building trust while they're in the Cass County jail, but when they're coming into the community, they don't have to go back to that old cycle of friends. They have a whole new group that they can interact with. And we're basically, our goal is to plug them into a local church. And so we're we're wanting to get them surrounded by a community that's supportive, loving, you know, putting the lonely into families and really just um, providing an alternative to what they knew before and helping walk with them yeah. as they come out. So this is uh, through the power of the Holy Spirit. You're really changing hearts and along the way, working really diligently at changing the desire to go back to the previous environment, the relationships, all those things that got you there in the first. Can, can I talk about one guy yeah, to, as a absolutely. great example yes. that you introduced me to, Will Dort? Yes. Did I say that right? Yep. Who was like on the you know most wanted list. He's, he's incarcerated, and yeah. now he's this incredible community leader. He built his own company called Skill Cuts. Did I say that right? Skill yep. Cuts? Yep, he, Skill Cuts. He's got a, uh, a barber college, a barber school. He, he cut... He was one of the guys. Absolutely. Yeah, so absolutely. And there are we actually have so many people who now have found that they are um, in a position now where they're walking out God's purpose in their life. And I think that's actually connected to this, is if you have a purpose, if you are lacking a purpose, or if you have a purpose that's maybe misaligned with what God would intend for your life, we just see that's where a lot of this conflict comes from. And so um, what happened to Will, he found Jesus in jail, in the Cass County Jail, 
And uh, yeah, now he's actually, his whole family really is following the Lord. But what's incredible is just the way he's impacted so many other people. So this is a multiplying effect. It's not just like one and done. It's like now he's been totally transformed. And now, he, I mean, he's helping thousands back in Haiti. So he's sending like, uh, you know, support and he's like business infrastructure, like all of these things to people who are living in abject poverty in Haiti and are is just giving them hope. And so a lot of this is connected to hope and saying, hey, there's a better way. There's a there's a way that you can you can do life that is uh, focused on relationship, that is focused on purpose, and is uh, it actually at a core level of who you are sets you free, and that's what we see. Over the past five years, thirty seven thousand, and Will was one of them. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he's just a, and it's incredible. And, you know, there's somebody else uh, locally who has a business actually in partnership with Will, uh, Melvin Lewis. Melvin Lewis had been in the jail, Cass County jail as well. And now Melvin is out. He has his own um, car detailing company. He, uh, he actually has two different businesses. Uh, But what was incredible is we just got together with Melvin for a lunch recently. And he actually told us specifically that um, he said he wouldn't be walking free in Christ if it wasn't for jail chaplains. So now he has two businesses, um, you know, a catering shop and this car detailing shop. And now he's prioritizing spending time with his family. And when he just looks back at his life and he looks back at where he's come from and where he's at now, he just, he owes it to the relationships that he built in jail chaplains, but primarily Jesus. You know, we're going to take a commercial break here in a minute. When we come back, you're going to have to tell people how they can help because you need help in three different ways. We're going to talk about that. But here's the one thing I love about Will, and you're going to love this too, Eric. When I visited with Will, so he's got a barber shop and he's got a barber college. And as you well know, I don't have any hair. And I said, so what can you do for me? And he says a facial. So I don't know if that meant my face needs a facial and needs some work or or I don't know. Eric, let's let's pay for some of this jabber here, okay? I just love the music, Eric. I don't know if it's me. He's you know he's got great. T- His grandfather had Herb Johnson's barn, which was one of the greatest concert venues in in the history of North Dakota. And so he's got great a, f- a farmer. And he's got great instinct when it comes to great music. But why they asked me here is beyond. I mean, that's a whole other <laughs> well, problem. That, that whole reason is the poster that I found from those <laughs> archives of Johnson's Barn that features a... How old were you in that picture, Mike? I was a sophomore in high school. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so a 15 or 16-year-old, Mike. <laughs> I'll have to show it to you. It's in his blood. So Mike Little with uh, JL Chaplin's executive director... Uh, Tell us what happened during the, the Christmas season with the, your, your, the people you serve in your organization. Yeah, I got to tell you, uh, Mike, this, it's just been crazy busy since right before Thanksgiving, just through Christmas. We've just been uh, kind of overwhelmed by the generosity of the community. Um, you know, right before Thanksgiving, we started a clothing drive. So one of the things people may not be aware of is, is if somebody goes into the Cass County Jail in maybe the spring or fall and they, they have warmer weather clothes and then come out, they may not have winter appropriate clothing. And so we just actually posted something on our social media. We sent out an email. We got some uh, coverage on the news, um, but basically just said we wanted to start collecting winter jackets, hats, gloves, um, sweatpants. And I tell you what, like it was overwhelming the amount 
amount of clothing donations and brand new clothes and dollar donations that came in to make this possible. Um, I think we had to make like six different truckloads over to the jail from our collection site. And uh, now we're actually in a good position. So for the winter, we're set. We really only need boots and shoes are kind of the the things that we're looking for men and women um, sizes eight to 11. And so just really floored by that. But there was just a number of things that we did that were really tangible ways to show love, you know, ways that we really let inmates know they're not walking alone. And they have people in the community that care about them that are coming in to support them. Uh, and then also not just for the inmates, but for the jail staff as well. That's part of our ministry. And so we hosted a thankful lunch. We actually served brisket to all the jail staff uh, in the jail for lunch. We uh, we partnered with a group called Hip Hop and Hope. So Michael Bloom, who used to be a police officer, yeah. retired police officer, now has a ministry where they bring in concerts. We actually helped pay for some brisket. And so we, served, we made brisket. We brought it in. Uh, we served it in the pods and were able to pray for people as we were delivering brisket, which is a special treat. Uh, their food is decent uh, as is, but it's something unique that they don't normally get. But that brisket actually went to the inmates. Um, you know, we were able to, uh, through the FM Area Foundation Caring Catalog, we raised enough bun- money to be able to provide Bibles for next year. So we have uh, life recovery Bibles that will focus on, um, you know, set, really pointing people who have addictions to look at the right passages in the Bible to help with their freedom. Um we had over 30 volunteers that came in to the jail one night. This was on a Thursday and helped us make make and frost 1,600 sugar cookies for the inmates. So the, And they frosted them. They put the sprinkles on. But, man, that was so much fun. We were blasting Christmas music. One of our volunteers actually just came out with a Christmas album. She sings. And uh, so she, we were playing her music, and uh, we're singing together Christmas carols. But they, those cookies were actually served to the inmates on um, Christmas, and it was just a reminder, a way to say, hey, look, you're not alone. We care about you. Um, we had over, uh, you know, we delivered warm socks that were wrapped by residents over at Arbor Assisted Living in Moorhead for 70 women and 140 men that are in Center Inc. So a lot of those folks have been incarcerated, just coming out of incarceration on the edge of homelessness. And so we were able to provide wrapped Christmas gifts of warm socks. Uh, we hosted a party, actually, a Christmas party with that volunteer, Paula Larson, who has her own Christmas album, came in and sang for the women of Center Inc. And what was awesome was Nativity Elementaries for their fourth grade class and their pre-K students combined and gave multiple gifts for each of the women. And they, when we went to go pick them up from the fourth grader uh, class, uh, Tammy Matson, she said, all of the students have been praying the past couple of weeks as they were doing this project for those women. And they had handwritten notes from those, those uh, kids that basically said to someone special is what each card said on the outside to someone oh, special. Man. And on the inside had a custom note from that student. Um, you know, we delivered over 60 backpacks with personal care items and mat bus passes in the community. Um, the uh, state's attorney, um, actually, Kim Hegvig, helped with her whole staff, and we brought those backpacks. We had over 60 of them we just picked up on Thursday last week and brought over. Those are for people coming out of the community supervision unit out of the jail. And then we ha- we just dis- distributed and mailed Christmas cards from inmates and written from inmates to their family. So we mailed those all out. So all of those things are just very tangible ways that we were able to give back and we couldn't do any any of this if it wasn't for the generosity of the community so we're a 501c3 nonprofit uh, we don't receive any money from the county or local government um, we're entirely dependent on individual donations and so our ask would be for the end of year you know we're still fundraising and so we're fundraising for the end of this year we're fundraising in for next year um, but we, as we're fundraising you know there's a couple of key things like um, so I think Three ways that people could 
could support our ministry or help with jail chaplains would be one would be to give. And so donations are welcome. They can be made online. Um, we're going to be participating in Giving Hearts Day, February 8th. So jailchaplains.com. Jail jailchaplains.com. Thanks, Mike. Yep, that's our website. So they, they gifts could be made online. We accept donation checks as well that are sent to our office. Um, you know, there's multiple ways to give. Uh, we're asking, in, adi- in addition to praying, we're asking for people to um, consider volunteering. And so in addition to giving, so if giving online volunteers, we're always looking for people to help with our groups, to co-lead groups in the community, lead groups in the jail, um, go in and, and then actually we just need people to help pack backpacks or do kind of basic things as well in the community for some of our events. Um, so giving, volunteering, and then I would say praying. And so for us, the number one ask is we have a request for prayer. So every third Thursday of the month, we get together in person. We actually meet at Relevant Life Church the third Thursday of every month at noon, and we pray in person. Um, but in addition to prayer in person, we're just asking for a continued prayer for this ministry and the freedom that it, that it provides through Jesus. Mike, thank you so much for what you do and your team does, your organization does. Everyone deserves a second chance. Sometimes they need more than a second one. Um, and you you do that, and you, you, you're you trying to change a heart through Jesus and break that pattern of bad habits, bad people, bad associations. That makes our community better. Thank mm-hmm. you so much for what you're doing. You can support Mike's work and his team. Go to jailchaplains.com. You're listening to Afternoons with Tyler Axness, and that good-looking, really smart, fun guy isn't here, so you got me, Mike Seminary. <laughs> <laughs>